So I just I just found this fabulous. Hey everyone, sorry. I just found this um, fabulous quote above a beautiful picture of one of the people doing ayahuasca. And what it said was, ayahuasca makes you like a crystal ball. And like basically melts you and into this crystal ball and in it is exposed all the darkness and the light and and um, she sends her army to um, basically take down the, the darkness <clears throat> and it feels like that's exactly what's been happening for the last six years it's night after night of sitting on this cushion and having these I call them entities they're just they're dark energies um, a while back when they started to come up um, I started getting very scared obviously I was you know turning into this sort of transparent thing whereby everything was being exposed and a shaman had said look you know you're surrounded by dark energies um, so and I'm like yeah it can't be that bad well yes it was that bad so the last few years has been literally sitting and every night almost every night perhaps I haven't a few I've skipped but for the most part <clears throat> daily to release you know these energies <clears throat> which are dark very very dark and um, come up um, with enormous power and intensity now you may not want to go into this darkness which you know hey I totally understand um, but if you want true healing it's more than just an intellectual job you have to expose um, you know these energies and, and they have life to them they're not dead now you know talked to you about this about 10 years ago I would have said oh what are you talking about Maria are you fucking insane that's ridiculous but really um, yeah I hate to be like the, the I hate to be the the sample tester but literally um, yeah and I've tried to keep identifying them you know, bottom line is just very dark energies. And coming from abuse early on, that I know because of what I've seen. So your trauma affects you not only physically and not only mentally, not only in trauma, but in actual living, breathing energies. And, that, I mean, he was right. That shaman who I just poo-pooed was right. There's thousands of them. I mean, like I was surrounded by them. Interestingly enough, when I started meditating, you know, I used to get these very dark dreams of people, you know, kind of thousands of these men coming through my room, trying to get into my room, and me running for my life. They wanted to kill me. So, you know, whatever these dark, these, I mean, clearly they come from early abuse because that's... Um, where most of my 
visions are, you know, came from, right? I mean, most of the stuff I've seen has been about sexual abuse. So, I think it's a pretty apt understanding of what the ayahuasca does is that it opens you up. You become, you kind of disappear and whatever sits in the foundation of your being emerges. And I, I think about it like bats in a cave. You open up the cave and the bats come out. And the bats, no shade on bats, but it's like these, the dark energies that smother your soul. And they're not from a past life, they're from this life, they're from the abuse, they're from the trickery, the thievery, and no love. And this has been an ongoing cleansing, but recently I had a massive, incredible, that's why I think I'm talking about it, because I think it's, you know, this isn't for naught, right? You can't see what the end looks like of this. You can't see, you know, where you're going when you're in this place. You're being taken there by a medicine, um, by a surrender to uh, something that you don't really understand. But recently I had this most magnificent connection, soul, loving, passionate connection, which was more real than real. And I've never, I hadn't felt that since I was, what, 12 or something, or 10. It was this truly soulful, passionate, loving connection with someone. And it was in a landscape, which is clearly of how I grew up, of being kind of lost and, you know, not knowing where I was going. And because what you're going to see <clears throat> when you go through this is the state of your kind of frozen trauma. And if it's severe, you're going to see it kind of laid out. For me, it's like I've forgotten where I'm going. I'm around people that don't give a shit. There's a war going on. It's all like this mess. It's this mess of no stability, no love, no criticism, you know, being abused. It was just like, that's really the tableau of my being, all right, of, of where my, and remember, you're just a black box, right? So I call it black box. What you have in there, you're manifesting because of the experiences. Your nervous system is this massive thing adapting and changing and reacting to environments. So deeply embedded in my system is that early trauma, which is of, you know, no one being around and abuse and not knowing where I was going and confusion and no home and no roots and just this lost absolutely lost. And in the midst of all this, this insane person shows up and there is this enormous connection of love, of love. And somebody said to me, is it prophetic? And it's, no, it mean, it's, it's that the, the darkness that has been so predominant and so powerful is finally beginning 
to kneel at, you know, at the feet of love. In other words, the cleansing is working, right? The ayahuasca continuously being exposed to the ikaros, which are the songs of healing and of uh, protection, as these, as these energies are coming up, the ayahuasca is sending other troops to, you know, tear this out, tear this down. So first of all, the ayahuasca exposes the horror or the trauma. She exposes the trauma. And the trauma is energetic. So there are all these dark energies around what happened to you, right? And whatever it is, whether they, whatever the trauma is, whatever the injury is to your little munchkin, to your soul. And she is confronting, and then she sends, you know, these spirits or these healing spirits. With me, it's Indians, like tons of Indians, of Native American Indians. And there's a healing going on as the darkness is exposed. So the ikaras, which are the songs, and the healing um, spirits are showing up to dilute, to cleanse your energetic field. That's just the, the best way I can talk about it in terms of this Western right, the vocabulary we have for this. We don't have a vocabulary for this. It's not part of our, it's not part of our being, or it's not part of our system or our culture. But that is, um, I realize now what's been happening is I had no access to any of this seeing. It was energetic. So it's, it's inside of you and around you, you can't see it in this dimension. In ayahuasca, you go into that dimension and you're, you can, you, you're, you're given the truth, you're given the landscape of, of the trauma that you have. And I mean, I knew something was wrong, but I had no access to what it was, right? So. You know, you're too terrified, right? You're too terrified to go in there. So that's it. It's she, you know, slowly your defense mechanism are all turned out. They're just, you know, turned off. And you do. You become like this crystal ball or like a diamond. You just become, and then everything that sits inside that beautiful. I called it the Aegean, like this beautiful sea of divinity, of, you know, clarity. And all these, d you know, demons that sit inside your beautiful ocean are surfaced. And, and by being surfaced, cleansed by the Icaros and by spirits that are sent um, to heal you. I never understood, you know, why 
all these Indians showed up and it's like, well, because they are, you know, the, the spirits, first they took me into the past to see everything and then they're here daily to protect me and to heal me, hundreds and thousands of them. I mean, again, in these other dimensions, right? And feeling protected by them, I can sit and let all this crazy come out into my mouth, and my face. I mean, there's fucking thousands of them, it feels like. Uh, which, again, I assume is all the energies of childhood abuse. So, if you're stuck in some kind of uncomfortable place which you feel you can't get out of, which can't be fixed in the shrink's office or, you know, on the floor of Barnes and Nobles. I don't know if you can do that anymore. Um, reading self-help books. And you feel frustrated. And I understand because I've been there. I know what it's like to recognize that there are, you know, I can't be fixed inside a shrink's office. She can't penetrate this armor. It owns me, right? And it doesn't matter how many books you read or videos you see or even podcasts like this you hear. In the end, you know, you need to get into the energies of this thing, of, of where that, that own you. And my commitment is to my little munchkin and my soul for eternity. Like, I don't care how long it takes. It, I don't give a shit about, I mean, I have a job, etc. I work and everything. But my priority is, is simply that, is to be cleansed of. I refuse to carry this or to legitimize it or, you know, I want it completely out of my system. So, you know, I've had a daily commitment in the same way you might have a daily commitment to work out. My daily commitment is to heal and heal and heal and heal and heal and heal which is an hour and a half of sitting um, you don't know you won't know where you're going um, and it's just a trust really we have to trust that the medicine is is doing the thing that you don't know that it's doing. You, you know, it's not in your side, your, it's not, certainly not inside my Western mentality of thinking or my version of life, you know, within the context of, you know, regular psychology or whatever, right? The energy is animistic, it's spirits, it's divinity in a divine form, in an energetic form, which makes sense, we're all energy. Um, so I think that's a very beautiful explanation of what happens if you use ayahuasca in your healing process. Um, yeah, you become like a crystal, you become transparent, you dissolve so that you can see the living, breathing version of your trauma as energy and as dark entities. 
that literally I, you know, I can feel inside my veins when I do ayahuasca, when I uh, do my ceremonies. Like literally, it's in my veins. So, if you don't know, you will know, and you know it doesn't sit inside the way we do, you know, therapy, which is very thinking based or our world is very intellectual it's very like if you have a five tools in the toolbox we're like one is really overused which is our thinking but it's it's a very small part of the whole toolbox and that's why exploring ayahuasca for healing is such a powerful thing because it really shows you that we're energy and that we are containers of energy and we're coded by energy. And if there's big trauma early on, um, and we don't have any access to it, then we're kind of lost and frozen in that trauma. In the end, You know, you want connection, right? At the end, we want to feel connected. We want to feel love. We want to feel authentic and genuine and real and, and true to who we are. All right? I think that's, you know, the greatest healer is that, is what is... It's like connection to the mothership, and the connection to the mothership is really love. Love for yourself, right? And there, you know, what, what I see in all of this is just, just an absolute absence of love. Being lost is not to have love, right? You have no sense of an outline of who you are, of who you're connected to, or... You have, you don't, you, you have to see that. You have to be plugged into the flow of love, of the mothership is love. The, you know, the source is love. That's where you, we move from. If you don't have love, you know, you're kind of lost. And I think, to me, that's a very powerful... Um, it's just my, back, my background radiation is... You know, I forgot where home is. I don't know where I'm going. You're in this sort of, you know... People are around you and there's stuff going on, but you're kind of lost and... It's all a falsehood because there's no foundation. There's no love. There's no foundation. You can't, you can't make a decision if there's no love. Like there's, it's, your roots are love, right? Otherwise you're just improvising and you're just going with the flow, but it has no integrity, it has no authenticity. And it's like, yeah, it's like you're unplugged unplugged from 
life and surrounded by dark demons, etc. Because in essence there is, there is no compass. No love is no compass. No love is that darkness. Love is like, I mean, in this recent kind of vivid dimensional loving place, there was just, it was a, this huge it's a feeling. It's not a thought. It's a, just a massive, beautiful feeling of connection and of life and of passion and of, you know, life. With me, it was so densely dark, you know, that even a scratch of light was so rare, right? I think, and it's so funny because I remember when I first, when I had that huge energetic opening after 13 and a half years of meditation, you know, and the next day in real life, I was on that train and that woman was selling flowers and that guy jumped in. <coughs> to give her money, that was six, seven years ago, it was a foretelling of what was going to be, like, here was this woman downtrodden, you know, selling dollars for, you know, flowers for a dollar, this guy jumps in on 59th Street and gives it 150 $250 and says, give out the flowers. What he was doing is that he was seeing her and he was loving her by paying attention to her. And by giving her the gift of love, of you don't have to carry the darkness. I'm going to unburden you. I'm going to show you love, attention. Someone cares for you. And that was a strange, and it happened right in front of me. And it was literally, literally like, you know, here it is, Maria. Here's what's showing up. You are that woman. You are that downtrodden, you know, woman who feels like shit, basically. Well, that you wouldn't, you know, of course you didn't know that, right? And here is this miraculous intervention, which for me has been the ayahuasca, that comes in <coughs> to cleanse you of the dark, to cleanse the trauma that I couldn't see that was so subtle and deep and hidden. And there was so much terror around it. And there was so no love. It was just like a parched desert of darkness. And the ayahuasca came in and here we go. Has it been long? Yes, six years. It might be 60 more years, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> has it been challenging? Yes. I mean, you have to sit there and surrender. And it feels like it's a battle of light and dark going on where, I mean, at one point I had thousands of black snakes coming out of me and the ayahuasca just blew up into this Herculean soldier of light. I mean, it's been... Yeah, terrifying sometimes and, you know, having these things literally come up through your body, like, you know, 
these demons are writhing and like they're like vultures, they're like massive bats, you know, they're on my back, they're everywhere, right? So, you know, but um, I, you know, I don't care. I'm willing to sit for eternity if I have to, um, to reclaim what's rightfully mine, which is, you know, my little piece of divinity. <coughs> Right, my little piece of light, my little grain of sand. And one of the most beautiful things is because it happened as a child and I was so terrified, I you know, legitimized this dog and submitted and became a willing follower in a way, a, a willing advocate. I was willing to um, participate in making that darkness all right, and refusing my own light. Like I willingly said, you know, well, willingly, whatever, but gave up loving myself and caring for myself and valuing and honoring and respecting myself and willingly agreed to be wiped out and to be and to submit to this horror, which was, you know, childhood sexual abuse, etc. And there's some point where it, when you see it, it's just like, no, I, I just, I want it all out. I'm just not going to entertain any of this shit. I don't care what it takes. It needs, even if it takes my life in a way, like my commitment, it's like you have a commitment to light and to love again. You know, like there's a awakening of like, you know, this is evil, right? This is unacceptable. And... It's a moment, it's almost like a moment I chose me. I like, I re-chose myself. Before I just agreed to be, you know, shunted out, like to be thrown in a garbage pile and to, you know, not matter and to be refused and denied. And I just accepted that that was okay. To not, ha to, to, to just not exist. And to let evil just come in and trample it all and accept it. And and that moment, you, you abandon ship for you. You leave, it's like your soul leaves, like you, you make a pact with the devil. <clears throat> you don't even know you've made it because it's very clever. You know, they're cowards. They come when you're young and you're vulnerable. And through this, if you're willing, you know, there's a commitment. For me, it was a commitment. I didn't know, didn't know what it meant, but there was a commitment to heal, a commitment to get my little girl out of here, right? In one of the ceremonies in Peru, I literally had to ask, you know, she was sitting next to me. I said, look, tell me what happened. It, she was so shut down and so blocked off. And even though I knew it, there was still much more work to accept love again, right? To claim you know, my own divinity. And we all have this magnificent divinity within us, every single human being. But darkness makes packs with children, with innocence, with terror. And you're signing contracts, you know, as they kind of, you know, come along and scoop up 
you know, terrified little barely conscious children. And with me, it was almost like there's some kind of sacredness to being refused, sacredness to allowing the dark just to come in and take your soul. There was some kind of power to being powerless, some kind of, you know, majesty to being coy, to being, to non-existence, to non-existence. To let your soul be sort of, or your heart be torn out of you by some evil demon. I had accepted it. And at some point I didn't. When I began to see what the truth of all of this was, what the trick was, what the grand operatic epic trick of the devil. It's an age-old thing, right? Unfortunately, we have a lot of stupid rules and crap and religion around and stories. But in the end, it's just the dark and the light that are massive forces which should be actually included in scientific journals. It's the it's forces of the light and the dark. And if you're swept up in the dark, it's about how you get out of that. If you don't even know, I had no idea I'd been swept up. Uh, the ayahuasca showed me I'd been swept up. The ayahuasca showed me what had happened and then proceeded to help me to eliminate <clears throat> daily, again, <clears throat> with the help of these, all these spirits, you know, these energies that had lived inside and captured me. And that, you know, it was a big holdout, you know, I, I didn't want to give them up. You know, the trick was they'd showed up as parents. So, the feeling of love and connection that I felt recently was so huge. It was like a huge gaping hole in the dark, a huge gaping hole of light that just poured in, which to me suggests that the darkness is losing its power, that I have, you know, that this is available to me now. Right? And you know, if you do ayahuasca as a healing, a vehicle of healing, you know, it lives inside this animistic, energetic context. It's not predominantly thinking or fact-checking. I mean, this is the thing about science, and I, you know, great, okay, but it's not everything. You know, having a conclusion isn't everything. The world doesn't work like that. There is much more mystery than we can ever imagine. Or mystery is kind of misunderstanding. We don't know how it works. <clears throat> That's why I don't think ayahuasca will ever really, can't have made it to a drug. It's, it's something which lives in this other realm, which I'm sure the pharmaceutical companies are very pissed off about. 
Um, it requires the doctors, it requires a Shipiba, it requires a different approach to healing. And it's taking you into dimensions that you don't have access to, so you can heal in those dimensions. I mean, <clears throat> somebody said, we're, it's true, we're like many different dimensions. We're, we're a kind of like a hodgepodge of so many things. And we are different. We can, we can be in different dimensions. I can be in this dimension. I can be in the other dimension. You know, there are many dimensions. And to heal, it's like Einstein said, you have to go outside the, you know, parameters of your <coughs> dimension to go to look inside, right? You have to get out of where you are to be able to look in. Um... And the ayahuasca basically blew up, you know, uh, any defense mechanisms I had. The defense mechanisms were protecting these energies. The energies were counting on the defense mechanisms and the fear to ensure they could survive. They feed off your ignorance, they feed off your fear, they feed off your terror. That's what they're counting on you'll never face them. You'll never see them. You won't if it's in this dimension. So it, you know, it's happening when you're small. In fact, I remember I would go upstairs. I must have been about 12 or 13. And I would remember going up to my room on the stairs and I would say to myself, and I would say in my head, please don't come tonight. It was like these energies would show up. I didn't know what they were. Please don't hurt me. <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of people have access to this stuff when they're little and, you know, whatever. Um, but here they are and they're, you know, they're fully exposed now. They're fully seen. There are, there are no defense mechanisms. It's just, you're literally like that, as I said, crystal, piece of crystal. It's just, you're completely transparent so everything can be seen. And as they're pulled out by the Icaros and, you know, so they lose their power. The seeing is, the, the, you know, they're counting on your terror and your fear. They're counting on your terror. I think the most frightening thing is um, death, right? I'm going to die. Another frightening thing is not having no home, is having no roots, is having no connection of, to your source, to home. There was no home. It was just, yeah, no home, no parents, no nothing. Apparently there were, but, you know, home is love, attention, right? So... You don't know what you're going to find. I didn't know I was being held hostage by all these entities. I didn't know I'd been sexually abused, sent out to be sexually abused. I didn't know who these people were. And in the end, you know, I tried to please them, right? I built a person that pleased them, so I got something, although that was you know, really an invention of mine. It didn't really exist. 
And in all of it, there was no love. There was absolutely no love. That was the most difficult, the most... That's like having no water. That's like, you might as well just... You're not here. You're running around putting on different outfits thinking, oh, if I just wear this outfit, you know, I can... I'll exist, I'll, something will, someone will matter, there'll be a connection. But in the end, you know, again, it's like feeding the hungry ghost. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's on another dimension. It's just like we're built in these different dimensions. Trauma is happening on a different dimension. Energetically, you are if there's trauma that can be captured, there's just, they're dark energies and, you know, and they need to be released, that's it. I don't know how else to put this, they just, and ayahuasca does that. And it's an incredible, powerful, healing modality. And this again is my experience, you know, it could be, if it could come up in any different way for you, but its power is not to be underestimated. And it will blow you apart if you're willing to be blown apart and pull up and deracinate and pull up the deep, deep roots of your traumatic capture, your and, and and really, it's like, you know, the river gets the water back. It's like the love is what brings you back to life. Love. Love. Love is what exterminates the darkness. Um, so... If, um, um, it's, if it's, if you're willing to go there, and I always say, well, look, you know, life's, you know, there's just a hole at the end of it, really, so whatever happens between your birth and your death, like, whatever, I mean, you're still going to die, um, why not have a few years, hundreds of years, or two seconds of connection to love and divinity it's it's magnificent and if you have severe trauma and there's severe energetic damage then this medicine and again you don't know what you're getting into you don't know I mean you have to do it with obviously the most you know the right doctors like anything right um, then it is 
you know, a journey, an adventure, and a reconnect like no other. With love. Bye.